What's up, beer drinkers? We got a great show for you this week. Sitting in on the show is my good friend, Mario. Now, you guys might know him because I brought him up a couple times when I'm talking about my beer fest because he is my photographer at the beer fests. We are Wild and Woody, Strong Beer. Now, those are the two <laughs> that I've brought him along to. But uh, anyway, he's a beer drinker and he's also a longtime listener of the show. And he was out on the uh, the day that we were recording. He was out uh, going to different breweries. And he and I were texting back and forth. And he said, hey, I'm going to bring you some beer from Richter Aleworks. And he brought me their brand new beer. I have exclusive on the Criminal Intent. It's a West Coast IPA. You have to wait and listen to the show to see or to hear more about it. But um, it came out this past Tuesday. For the, the Beer Heads, which is the the Mug Club at Richter Ale Works, and Wednesday for the general public, I got it on Saturday. Um, yeah, so I was very excited, and I, I'll, I'll, spoiler alert, I fucking love the beer. I think it's the my favorite beer I've had from Richter Ale Works um, since I moved here. So, um, anything else you want to know about the beer, you're going to have to wait. Okay, uh, we also have our beer list story, the top five beer cities in the U.S. There was a study done um, for the, the top beer cities in the U.S. Did your top five, did your city make the top five? I'll tell you right now, um, my two cities did not. But uh, let's see here. And then, oh, I mean, the beer news, BrewDog. BrewDog's fucking up again. I'm sure you guys all heard about it. And so we discussed that ad nauseum. All right, um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and untapped. Search Cold Brew Podcast and we will friend you back. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. Actually, tweeted. I, I, I said a tweet out. I think I, I let you know last week. I'm going to say it again. I tweeted at the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild. I think it's about time for a damn beer festival. Let's get on it. And with that, it's time for another Cold Brew. What's up, Chrome? It's our turn, baby. Beer reviews. We got this beer the Gucci is beer news. We Gucci, baby. This ain't our job, <laughs> but we're still fly. You know we the flyers. Barely pay our rent. We still pay our Cause bills. all our money is spent. Hey, you know that's right. On barrel eight styles mm. and barley wine. That's barley wine, though. We raise a glass to our heroes who have passed. R.I.P. Sports TV. Talk about anything, anything our shenanigans. That's right. We do what we want, cause we're cold brew. We're cold brew, baby. Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, we are. How you doing this week, man? Oh, doing well. Doing well. Another another week under the belt. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um. And for I don't know about you. Oh no, you have to work on Monday, but I have a short week next week, so I can't. Uh, so I, I have a three day weekend, so I'm really looking forward to this weekend. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Get it. Hey, yeah. I hope. Hey, I hope uh, by the time all our listeners are hearing this, they still have all the fingers and toes they were born with. <laughs> That's right. And uh, I just would like to welcome to the uh, Cold Brew Podcast, uh, my buddy Mario. Hey, what's uh, what's going on, Mario? Hey, how's it going on? Good evening, everybody. Just he here, is, man. Yeah, he's First sitting, time on. <laughs> sitting in with us. Um, he actually brought me some beer, so I, well, how could I say no, right? There you go. That's uh, you one go. way to get on the show. You well, he, pick it up with the beer and you can get on the show. <laughs> well, he was out and about uh, today um, in Arizona. He went out to Front Porch Brewing up there in North Phoenix. And then he was over at Richter Ale Works. And um, he was talking with uh, my buddy over there, Brandon Richter. And uh, you know the owner and brewer over there, and uh, he uh, sent over this beer that I'm about to have today. Some a special, um, special beer. He hasn't even uh, debuted it yet, so this is a brand new beer to Arizona, and I get it first. I get exclusive uh, rights to the beer or exclusive um, unveiling. So uh, let's get to the beer then, shall we? Sure. All right. So I have from the aforementioned <laughs> Richter Aleworks. Criminal Intent. 
Now, the only information I have on this beer is that it's 6.2 ABV and 69 IBU. I have no idea what it's called, or I mean, what, what, what type it is, what hops are in it, if any hops. Like, what if it's not even a hop beer? What if it's a seltzer? Yeah, right. Like Brandon's gonna, or like yeah, like Brandon's gonna brew a seltzer. He barely brewed his first uh, hazy the other, or like a couple months ago. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, that's about all I had on this one. So uh, pop off. That's the Eddie Gomez pop off. All right, uh, what do you got? Wait, well, I, I don't mean to be rude. What's Mario got? Oh, okay. We're, I was gonna have him do his after yours, but um, yeah, go ahead, Mario. What do you got? I have the uh, cousin to actually to that one that you're about to drink right now. Okay. It's conditions of parole. Ooh, all right. What what kind of beer is that? It's an IPA. Okay. It's amazing. Wait, they say conditions of parole. Yeah. <laughs> so so That's yeah, Richter. Awesome <laughs> yeah, they have a lot of uh, um. They like to. They get their beer names inspired from like different uh, um, like police uh, terminology. Oh yeah. So yeah, so there's like yeah, there's criminal intent, um, shoot, uh, criminal mischief. There's there's a bunch of uh, different ones he has, but this one. Uh, um, there's Cosby immunity. <laughs> that's right. Um, diplomatic immunity. I think that's gonna be next. That's their international beer. <laughs> All right. So what do you have, uh, sorcerer chromatic? All right, I have from our friends. All over this great nation. So it's a it's a collab beer with uh well it's from uh Perry Artisan Ales and Evil Twin Brewing. All right. It is their Bible Belt. He turned the water into wine. Okay, that makes sense because Perry Artisan is out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. So their Bible Belt is a uh, well it's a Imperial Stout, aged on coffee, vanilla, chilies, and cacao nibs. It's a heavy hitter at a thirteen point zero percent alcohol by volume. <laughs> wow! Yeah, and uh, it, it's pretty funny if you if you look at the label, the the art they have on this is like uh, the whole uh, I guess the Brewer Squad, and they're doing like the the cheesy family photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, well, you know, very artist nails, they kill it. Uh, Evil Twin Brewing kills it. So hey. Right. These guys clapping up, hooking up. I gotta, I gotta check it, check it out, right? Yeah, and so Evil Twin, they have their, um, their Jesus and even more Jesus and Aun Mas Jesus, and then Perry Artist has got their Christmas bomb. So the fact that they hooked up together, because it, it reminds me of the Christmas bomb, because it's a, a stout with chili in it, and so right, right, yeah. There's been a lot of stouts with uh, featuring that chili that. We talked about that that whole Mexican chocolate vibe with the cacao and the desserts. And to me, I think of elegant des- desserts when I when I hear that. However, for me, it just ah, I didn't know. I I, I had um I had a stout that featured chili. Um, obviously off the show uh, during the week, and yeah. it's like, eh, it's nice. Just that that little chili pepper finish. It's there, but for beer, I could do without it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I'm, I, and I've I've been outspoken on the show. I'm not a big chili beer guy. I appreciate um, the the effort, and I understand that people like them. I mean, why else would they brew them? Unless the brewers are just trying to to get a flavor that's not common. But now it seems to be more common, so they got to come up with something else. Word. <laughs> All right. They don't call him the best color man in the podcast business for nothing, folks. All right, so this uh, criminal intent, it is a um, it's a West Coast IPA, and it's got like some carrot malt in it because it's a uh, it's uh, like the color of a uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale or a, a Boston Lager. You know, it's got that um, that orangish, almost semi-brown color, and right. it's it's a reddish going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, a little reddish going on there, and a little rusty, uh, and it's got a. It's got a nice uh, um, hoppiness to it, uh, a little bit bitter. It's very crisp and clean. It's really clear. He did a really good job. Um, definitely not a hazy. You can, um, if anything, there's a lot of condensation, but that's just because it's fucking hot over here in Arizona. And <laughs> um, it's really good though. I, I really like this beer. I'm really digging it. So, yeah, uh, good job, Brandon. Holy shit, man! Thank you so much for uh, allowing me to debut it on the show. 
Um, how's your uh, beer, yeah. um, Mario? Mine, uh, well, this conditions of parole. I mean, it's a it's a pretty good uh, it's a pretty good IPA. It's pretty yeah. light, very aromatic. I mean, you can definitely taste you know everything that went into it. But it, the head's not too. It wasn't too full, but I, I made a big deal that Brandon brewed his first hazy IPA because he wasn't first on the trend, but he wanted to do it right, so he you know he waited a little bit, uh, actually a lot bit, but uh, yeah, he likes to brew clear beers. That that's his passion, and so so that one was it called Conditions of Pro. I'm gonna look Conditions it up on six point He's on the right how, track. How though. bitter is it? You know what? It's, it really isn't that bitter at all. Now you know, it's according to according to Untapped, it is a New England style IPA, but it's so fucking clear. Really, I wouldn't call it a hazy. Mm-mm. And there's there's nothing written up on it on Untapped. It's just an entry, and it just says New England IPA, and there's no how there's no hops on, on this. Like you didn't ask him. You didn't no, happen I did to ask not, him. Okay, that's right. Sometimes when uh, when I'm there, I'll, I'll ask him. He'll he'll tell me. He doesn't. You know, he it's not a secret. Yeah. All right, how's your uh, your Bible Belt? <laughs> well, um, of course, as you could, you could, um, well, you could guess it. It's very, very stoutish as far as color. You know, it's got the the motor oil profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, actually, no, uh, no foamy head when I poured it. And um, first sip, it, you know, it's got some sweetness to it. It's a little cold. It needs to open up a little bit. Um, right. Is I'm not saying I got the most refined palate, but we've, we've talked <laughs> about does. it plenty of times on the show. Uh, you know, they need a they need time to breathe, uh, get a little bit uh, more acclimated to the room, and uh, you know, you see what they're all about when you get there. Right. However, I do already pick up a little bit of that that chili stew. Let's see. Uh, hopefully, it's not too overpowering as the thing opens. Yeah, because when it opens up, that that spice actually um, gets more. It seems like it gets more intense on chili beers, right? Or is it just to me? Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. No, I get you. You get that pungent taste. Too, the pungent? Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. do you get? Sometimes, is that what you get? On some of them, I do. Oh, okay. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I say pungent, but yeah, yeah. Just the, the fact that. You have, you know, cacao nibs and vanilla. You have some sweetness going on, and all of a sudden, you get a that, that in the burn. It's kind of like uh, or after burn, if you will, in the finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, have some chili. It's like, oh, you gotta, you gotta ruin the vibe right now. <laughs> you need something to maybe, cut it. Maybe it's smart though. Maybe it's like, well, well, screw it. I'm just gonna drink some more then, right? <laughs> <laughs> but let's put out this fire, <laughs> and then it, it becomes more intense every time. <laughs> All right, uh, we will untap these. We will rate them on untap later on in the show. So friend us and we'll friend you back. Just search Cold Brew Podcast. So now it's time for the beer news. All right, I got uh, three stories in the first one. Brew dogs in the news again. These motherfuckers can't stay out of the news, and and I'm not talking about the good news, like when we were talking about their new tap room that they're going to open on the rooftop of a Las Vegas building. Again, they are in the news, uh, dubiously in the news. So you remember a few months ago or a couple months ago when I talked about their giveaway that they were going to have, where they were going to just be like golden ticket, like Willy Wonka style, where they put a golden can in different um, packs of uh, punk IPA. You remember that, Sorcerer Chromatic? I do. And I do, I do, I do. So now they're being accused of false advertising, saying that they're going to be solid gold cans when in fact... They are just brass cans plated in gold. And the gold is like three microns thick. So they were claiming that each can should be worth more than 20,000 each. But in reality, the amount of gold is worth far less. So, Let me ask you this, though. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So, so that's the thing. They were saying the can is solid gold, not like it was like... What am I saying? Like, like that actual shell of a can is gold. Not, it, it, yeah, it, it wouldn't be like a full freaking 
You know what I'm saying? Like oh. a solid piece of gold, right? Yeah. Like a, <laughs> you know how expensive that would be to, to create a gold game? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying, yeah. Either way, I mean. The, well, yeah. Uh, I get what you're saying. Um, see, however, as people started finding the cans, it was discovered they weren't solid gold at all, but brass with gold plating. Um, totally disappointed winner Adam Dean tells the Scottish Sun, adding he's the one who called the ASA. The ASA is the UK's advertising standard authorities. After Brewdog refused to hand over company shares that would equal 20000 minus the actual value of the can. Brewdog is now apologizing for what it says was erroneous use of the phrasing solid gold in some of the communications around the competition, which it said it removed once they realized the mistake. It adds that solid gold was never indicated in the contest rules or in winner notifications, and that the nearly $21,000 assessment per can is, quote, reasonable based on multiple factors, calling it a collectible item. Nice. <laughs> so, that's a, it seems like a lot of legalese trying to backtrack on, on what they were claiming. Um, the fact that they said solid gold once is misleading. And the fact that they called it 20000 Hey, you know what? This criminal intent beer I have is worth $20,000 because no one else has it right now. It who's, tastes like $20,000. <laughs> who's, who's willing to offer me $20,000 for this half, uh, this half drunk can of criminal intent? Uh, I don't know. It's good to see Mario just gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> He's the fool. <laughs> Was it a, a fool in his beer soon parted? <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, maybe, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, just real quick, interesting. Um, I I get it to, to make something uh, like solid gold and, and give it away is kind of uh, I guess what it, just not cost effective. However, <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> to say solid gold and uh, get called out on it, uh, you know what, dude, you want it. You know what I mean? It's not like you had to pay for. It. It's not like they they. It's not like you paid the. A, a false value of gold for it. That's, that's right. all I'm saying. You know what I mean? I get it. It's, it's bad uh, advertising, bad pub. However, it's not like uh, there was malice behind it. It was just kind of a more of a, a the, uh, overhyping the novelty of the situation. That's a good point. And and yeah, it's uh, I would have just been happy just to have a gold can. I wouldn't have cared if those were twenty thousand or not. I would have just been like, hey, look, I got this gold. You know what? Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, this guy was trying to sell it to pay for some sort of, uh, like, financial, uh, you know, purchase. Or right? was it like, wasn't like a wedding or a down payment on a house or something? Something substantial. However, same time, it's like, that's not a everyday thing that people do, you know? Right, yeah. And yeah, who knows what so, the, uh, the market yeah. is for empty gold cans? Uh, all right, uh, let's move on to the next one. Speaking of cans, story's coming up. Oh, PBR. PBR actually right. made a 1776 pack of beer. Is that real? I, I saw it. I, I just thought it was a joke. It, it's a publicity stunt. They did make a 1776 pack of beer in honor of 4th of July. However, it's not for sale. They, they gave it to four different um, people. The limited edition um, pound or a, a hashtag 1776 pack won't be available to the public. Instead, PBR is given one each to four different partners. The beer chilling specialist at Igloo Coolers, skateboarding podcast crew, The Nine Club, comedian um, Ali Makovsky, and Michigan emo band Hot Mulligan. Each partner will provide content and updates throughout the summer and into Labor Day. Yeah, man, you got like 1,700 beers. <laughs> That's going to take a while to fucking go through, right? But Definitely. you can still buy their 99 pack. They still sell that. Remember that, the promotion? Yeah. That doesn't make it out this, this far west, though, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's the that's select stores across the U.S. Man. So... Anyway, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> so I read it to make sure that, that it wasn't just... It is a publicity stunt, but it's very limited, so none of us are going to get it. Plus, I mean, that's, that's a lot of fucking beer. Let me see. They actually say it is 18 times bigger than um, their 99-pack. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. You know, 100, yeah. 
um, times 18. All right, and the very last story is about the women's, uh, the U.S. women's national uh, soccer team. Their players, uh, their sisters on the team, Christy and Sam Mewis, collaborate with the brewery to give back to kids. So you know Harpoon Brewing? Harpoon Brewery. You get that out in California, right? Harpoon? Uh, yeah, occasionally I've seen it and get it out there. Yeah, not a lot, but the, you know. The Dunkin' the, Donuts? Yeah, yeah, they, they do have a Dunkin' Donuts beer. I forgot about that. Well, they collaborated with Christy and Sam Mewis um, to make a donation to the local Boys and Girls Club of America. The Mewis sisters are collaborating to make a special edition of beer called the Mew S.A. Citrus IPA. So they take the first part of their name, M-E-W, Mew, and then S-A, like USA, because they, you know, they play U.S. soccer. I like that. A portion of the proceeds that come from every four-pack sold of the beer will be donated to the Boys and Girls Club of Dorchester. The sisters chose this charity as the one to give back in their partnership with the prominent Massachusetts brewery. You go to Harpoon Brewery's uh, Instagram account, and they will um, talk about the beer and their process to brew it. So good on them. I uh, fully support the U.S. national women's team. Because they win all the fucking time, man. It's easy to support a winner, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, definitely. But, uh, um, yeah, it makes me sound like a front runner. But, hey, you know, that's my team because I'm, I'm living in the U.S. 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 <laughs> no, USA. 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 <laughs> right, that is the beer news. So you know what time it is. I think I do. Time for everyone's favorite segment on the show because it's my favorite segment. It's time for the cold brew list. As we As proceed, we proceed we to oh. give you what to you need. need. All right. So let me ask you this. Hmm. What's your favorite? Or <laughs> when you think of beer cities, what uh, comes to mind? San Diego. There you go. Hey, speaking so, of San Diego, uh, real quick. Uh, Mario's from San Diego. I, I am from San Diego, actually. Oh, really? Unfortunately, you, I didn't like have San Diego, a lot of, San Diego, or like Chula Vista, San Diego? Actually, um, Lemon Grove. Not sure if you... Lemon Grove? I never familiar. even heard of that. No? It's right by El Cajon. You know El Cajon. Uh, yeah, I've heard oh, of El Cajon. Yeah, I know where El Cajon is. Right next to El Cajon. All right. I All got right. you. Um, well, that's cool. Uh, uh, I'll ask you later how you ended out there in the desert, too. <laughs> However... I just have a, a list story here real quick of the recent study uh, that names the top five U.S. beer cities. All right. All right. Is Lemon Grove on Let there? the controversy begin. <laughs> the controversy. All right. Yeah. Are, are you going to go one through five or five right through away. one? Number five right away. Los Angeles, California. Okay. To live and die, to live and drink that, in L.A. Yes. Right? Um, you know, uh, okay, I, I know a lot of uh, breweries out in, in Los Angeles in the greater LA area, if you will. Yeah. Uh, however, because there's 158 of them, that's why they're on the list. Oh, okay. All right. So they're doing this like maybe by, by like per capita or, or just the, the volume of beer? Possibly. Like there's a few mentioned out in the in the, in the quick write up about it, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the average beers per brewer, brewery is twenty. There's 158 breweries. The average beer styles per brewer, per brewery is a uh, twelve. Okay. So that's pretty good. Um, but the one that stands out in the list, because uh, I had them at the uh, the Firestone Walker Invitational, is the the Beechwood Barbecue and Brewing Company. Oh yeah yeah. So out there in Huntington yeah. Beach, right? So the, the greater LA area, they uh, mm-hmm. they got a brewery. Yeah, a lot of uh, award-winning and world-renowned breweries. Yeah. All right, what's next? So number four, Philadelphia, PA. Philly, huh? I never would have guessed Philly. Hmm. And now eight. I heard the gang opened up a brewery one day. <laughs> <laughs> that time, they went, how do they do their 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 titles the gang right, opens yeah that. the gang started a craft beer uh, craft brewery <laughs> all right um what, so what's good. the um, 
the sp- the particulars. A, a bigger city, a bigger city. Uh, 139 breweries. Ooh. Average beers per brewery is 26. Average beer styles per brewery 15. Oh, nice. Uh, they they shout out Dock Street Brewing, uh, Victory, and Slice Fox. Right. I'm familiar so, with Victory. So Right, we've we've uh, we've we've heard of Victory and, and have featured them. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure about Fly Fox or, or Dark Street. However, yeah, Philly, Philly, yeah, Philly, Philly. All right, number three is a city that starts with the C and ends in an O, <laughs> and Chicago is in the middle. <laughs> Oh, let me guess. The brewery is uh, Ditka Brewing. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey who would who would brew a better beer, Ditka or God? Um, hey, you know who uh, who wrote all those uh, those uh, super spin, uh, short ski fans? All the, who wrote all the skits? I think you told me. Is it Odenkirk? Yeah, Odenkirk. Wow, man! Fucking better call Saul yeah. himself. Exactly. Um. So yeah. Um. Well, they have some breweries that I've actually heard of, and uh, not because they were fired. <laughs> Goose Island? <laughs> yeah, Goose Island. But Revolution. Revolution, uh, yeah. Half Acre. Mm, half Acre. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a feature, uh, Dovetail. But for breweries, they have 180 total. Wow. Average beers per brewery is 32. <laughs> wow. But average styles is 15. But okay. that's, that's kind of cool. If you think about it, do the math real quick. It's like for every beer style you like, you probably get you know two options of it. Yeah, and and fifteen is a lot of beer. Like I can't even like right here. If you guys get bored if I named all the beer styles, but that's a lot, man. That's a lot of styles. I think of a uh, of uh, Bubba from Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon shrimp, barbecue yeah, shrimp. There's IPA. Yep. There's double IPA. There's triple IPA. Oh yeah, there's those those memes that that were out a few years ago, right? Yeah, there's hazy IPA, <laughs> brewed IPA, IPA, blood orange yeah. IPA. Yeah, <laughs> right. and that's about it. Yeah, here's one that crept up on me. Uh, is this, I didn't see it coming through. Was Indianapolis, Indiana? Uh, another surprise, Philly and Indy. All right. Yeah. Wow. I'm not sure why they're on here. Well, well, I guess numbers wise, um, the breweries is 102. Mm. But average beers per brewery is 39. Wow. And average mm. size is 40. Wow. 40? Holy wow. shit, man. They're fucking diverse over there. Well, you know, and, and Indy's such a small, so like the per capita numbers shoot up for that. Because of all the cities, man, that's the smallest one so far. Right, but it's it, breweries, not per capita. It really doesn't have much to do with it. Oh, okay. But they, right. uh, shout out, they shout out Sun King Brewery and Brooks and Brews. Or, I'm sorry, Brooks and Brews. Okay. But All right. Libra. Hmm. And then finally, back to me, but I'll take it. <laughs> San Francisco, California. Hey, oh no bay, shit. Bay. All yeah. right. So they shot. Uh, they say there's a hundred and forty-four breweries in the area. Oof. Oh, okay. So there's mm. they're probably counting the South Bay, East Bay, North Bay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's not 144 <laughs> in the fucking city of San Francisco. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you imagine that, man? Everyone's drunk. Jeez. I'm kidding. The cost of living is fucking so high. Uh, all the tech companies. <laughs> yeah. They all own their uh, own brewery. Yeah. All, all the Mexican restaurants in the back. <laughs> yeah. All the Mission Burritos. Hey, we're having a Mission yeah. Beer with that. All right. So, breweries is 144. The average beers per brewery is 19, and the average beer styles per brewery is 11. No, oh, okay, it doesn't seem that much. As far no, as the styles doesn't. go. I'm not sure why they're on the top. However, uh, they do a uh, shout out to Anchor Steam. Okay. Anchor Brewing, yeah. And, yeah, and the one they say with an average of six breweries per 100 square miles, the San Francisco metro area has the double density of brewers of the number two. So yeah, so it's kind of a density thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, so to go to all of them is <laughs> you're, you're you're spending a lot of uh, time on on the uh, 101 and and 80, 880. Right. 
Alright, so that is it for this uh, week's beer list story. Great list. I'm, I'm surprised. Like, I was expecting like the uh, the traditional ones, like San Diego and then Portland, both Portland, and maybe throw in there, uh, and maybe throw in there New York. I was I was hoping for Texas, something out there. Ah, uh, the, Texas got a lot of backwards beer laws that mm. just barely got reversed. So oh, yeah, there, there's not a lot of uh, um, Texas is not a, a craft beer mecca. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe one of these days. There are a lot of good breweries out there, but uh, they just barely started relaxing the post-prohibition laws, uh, and so they're, they're, they're behind in the game. Got it. All right, thank you for the beer list story. Always a pleasure. So uh, how's your beer treating you, Social Chromatic? Uh, good. You know what? Uh, honestly, I think that they're, uh, my one concern, the little chili note, mm-hmm. Kind of phased out. At least it's not as predominant as it used to be. Okay. Just sipping on a nice sweet stout right now. All right. So we are going to untap our beers. So let me whip it out. My phone that is. <laughs> and let's see. You had it was called Bible Belt. I remember that. There you go. Right. Now there's Bible Belt, and it comes up as Prairie and Evil Twin. Hmm. Hmm, I wonder which one. Evil Twin. They're both uh, Imperial Stouts. Um, I'm going to click on the, um, the Evil Twin one because it looks like the the family style photos that you're talking about. Like on the front, they're all uh, dressed in pink. Yeah, yeah. There's okay. one they're all dressed in pink. There's one they're all white t-shirts and denim. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and they got their yeah, they got their, their back pocket showing. They got their hands in their back pocket. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Very funny. All right. So um, what would you like to rate this beer at? I'm giving it a 3.75. 375. Okay. So that's pretty good. It right now has an overall rating of 4.16. None of our friends have checked in on it yet. So 3.75. What are your tasty notes on this one? Uh, I'm going to say smooth. Smooth. Roasty and sweet. Roasty. Oops. I spelled roasty wrong. Roasty. Yeah, it's still got a lot of roast, like a little bit of stock roasty up front. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, nice. always. Yeah. Save. Now, I already looked up my beer because I was trying to find out what kind of hops or, or what kind of. This beer is not on untapped right now. I, I can't I can't rate it. <laughs> Here, you know what? Since uh, out of, did, did you did Brandon let you try it when no, you were at the brewery? I Here. Did not. He said it was exclusively for you. Oh, okay. Well, now you, you get a little sip. So I can't rate this, but I'm going to ask Mario to rate his um, conditions of parole. What do you think of this uh, criminal intent? Oh, that's really good, actually. Yeah. L- let me talk about it real quick, though. Even though I can't rate it, um, it does have a, a nice malt backbone. For an IPA, that's why I kind of compared it to um, to Sierra Nevada, because it does have that, that look to it. But it does have a, a nice, sweet, malty backbone that most IPAs... Um, lack because you know they're always hop forward. This one's got a uh, it's a well balanced IPA. This is this is fucking awesome. This might be one of my favorite beers they've ever had there at at um, at Richter Ale Works. This one's marvelous, marvelous. If if I could rate this one, um, you know maybe you can call me biased because I know Brandon, but I I give this one a four point five. This one is incredible. This is a good beer. All right, so. Uh, we're gonna um, have Mario rate his beer. What uh, and what do you have? You had uh, the conditions of parole, right? Conditions of parole IPA. Yeah, it was really good, actually. This one. I mean, it's light. Yeah. But it's very like it's very aromatic. So. All right. I mean, you can taste all the citrusness. Um, so, um, out of uh, possible five stars, what would you like to give it? And, and this is like a star search format, so you can go, uh, you know, by quarter stars. I'll give it like a four point one. Okay. 4.1 I said quarter No I mean 4.25 4.25 I'm sorry I know you know there's people out there they're, they're rating shit like 4.7 and 4.3 and I have no idea how to do that all I can do is go by quarter stars It goes down smooth I, I like it it's really good Alright I like it Goes down smooth that's smooth. that's what I'm gonna write those are three words Very and there you go <laughs> check in all right, we are done with our check-in. Um, let's talk about let's talk about let's talk with yeah. Mario. 
So uh, Sorcerer Chromatic brought up a good thing. Like, how'd you end up out here in Arizona all the way from Lemon Grove? Wow, that's an interesting story, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was out there in uh, Lemon Grove. Actually, I used to live in Imperial Valley. Not a lot of people know about that place. It's actually uh, halfway between here in Phoenix and San Diego. Okay. So you go take the down, the, you take the eight the all eight, the way right? down. Yeah. And right in the middle, you're going to hit the Imperial Valley. For, for those of you who don't know, the eight, the freeway, the, the eight is the southernmost freeway, uh, like basically hugs the border of exactly. U.S. and Mexico. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So I used to live down there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I had an opportunity to go out there and work for a tele, telecommunications company called Cox Communications. Mm-hmm. A lot of people may not know about it unless you're from the, from the Southwest. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I lived out there in uh, Lemon Grove for a little bit. I would say at least about almost two years. Mm-hmm. And I started there. Everything was good. Next thing you know, they were kind of making changes to, you know, their corporate structure. Uh, yeah. They're, what they want to do is just kind of condense everything into four main call center basis so i'm a call center representative actually i work in sales so i sell internet tv yeah you know home security services so that's what i do over the phone so they kind of just gave us a they gave us an ultimatum Mm -hmm. you can either take your severance pay or you can relocate to phoenix and we'll give you twenty one thousand dollars to move out there so no shit yeah did you did you buy a brew dog uh, can? <laughs> <laughs> Not till I got here. <laughs> All right. So 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 you you did you use that down payment towards your house? That was it. All right. All the right. The cost of living was so much better down here. Oh, compared to it, California, yes, it is. This was my. This is the way to get my. You miss the weather though, man. It, oh, I do. I love the weather out there. And and the 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 sights and the the uh, exactly. all the every, all the fringe benefits that you don't realize. You're like if you're not if you don't live in California and you still look at the prices, you're like, oh, that's crazy. But when you live out in California, you'd be like, yep. this is the place to be, man. Yep, it is. And there's a reason why it costs. I mean, it's not because exactly. there's a lot of well, there's a lot of people there because it's so goddamn fucking gorgeous. Yep. Anyway, so then you moved all the way out here, huh? Next thing I know, I was like paying the same for a big house out here than I was paying for a two bedroom apartment over there in Lemon Grove. So right. Oh, there was no way I could afford a house by myself in California. Oh, it's crazy out there. Yeah. And so, like, the fact that I bought a house here speaks volumes. Yeah. Um, all right. So, you're from that area. And I don't know if you know the source of Chromatic, but Mario is a, it, it, is a Chargers fan. Oh, yes. And their, their team's on a come up this year. Oh, yes, we are. So, uh, do you have any questions about being <laughs> a, a, a Chargers fan that you have from? What's his name? Uh, Melvin Ingram? Melvin? He's still there. Oh, he is? Yeah, he is. He he got a pay cut, oh. but he's there. <laughs> he got a pay oh, cut? Why? Yes, he did. Nobody picked him up. Oh, okay. All right. We'll oh, keep... he stayed, he's still with the Chargers? He's still with the Chargers. Oh. Yes, he is. All right. What about... Um... No, because yeah. I heard... Ver- well, I saw Verrett was trying to recruit him. That was funny. Uh, but... No, I mean... He's a nice player. Chargers have always had a nice defense. You know, you, you cannot knock them for that. I mean, well, there was years where they were just terrible, obviously. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I like the duck. I like the duck quarterback. I mean, uh, oh yeah, fucking crazy, Herbert. Crazy how he got his starting uh, role, and uh, you know, his first day in the league. The first day in the league, he was going toe to toe with Mahomes. So that that could show, that just shows, shows a lot about the kid, you know. So, yeah, um, it does. Yeah, I mean, they're on the come up. You know, they got a Bosa. You know, you can't hate the, uh, the guy. I mean, uh, he's a great player. Um, I well, heard Mario's got actually, a Bosa jersey. Uh, the, that's his. That's his jersey. That's his guy. That's, that's um, the man right there. You no, know, on, the, on the on the Chris Long podcast, um, he was talking with uh, Andrew Whitworth, yeah, uh, tackle from the from the uh, Rams, and he commented on. Uh, on, on both the uh, both of them, but uh, they're they're both great edge rushers. It is kind of like the, the two different um, styles they have, even though they're they're very similar. They're very similar in body. Is uh, is he goes? Joey's just constant. Joey's just constant, constant, constant. So he's gonna wear you down to get his. Where uh, you know, Nick just tries different things, 
either he's explosive one play or strong one play, so he's going to catch you off guard and get you. So, yeah, you know, you can't go wrong either way. However, he, he just felt that because that of uh, Nick Fowl, he is better upside. However, he just ain't. He, he was just complimenting a lot of other offensive linemen, too, or defense linemen, too, because, uh, you know, he, he's a wily vet that knows better than his talking about. Well, shit, he gets to practice against one of the best, man. Oh, yes. Uh, not really, because Donald's on the inside versus him. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true, but, yeah. But that's the thing. He goes, he he, he, he coaches, you know, he, he side coaches the guard on, on how to play a guy that good, you know. Oh, okay. I get that, yeah. He gives him yeah. tips and stuff. Man, you know the, what do you call it? The, the it, it doesn't mean that Joey can't develop that. Because, you know, I guess, you know, he's young, so he's got the motor. He could just keep going at you. But, you know, when he gets older, he's not going to have that motor there. So he could develop styles. I I, I understand what, what what he's talking about. But I still, I think Joey's got a, um, a high upside, too, just because. And then he's got his brother to, to you know, to consult with. But you mean Nick, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Nick, yeah. No, yeah, well, he said Joe's just constant, constant, constant. Well, right, right. well yeah. Where, he's, where most of all, yeah. he's basically like most of all do speed one play and power the next play and just kind right. of. Just oh, yeah, keep, keep you off balance. Yeah. Yeah, right. and, but I think I think uh, Joey could, could develop that um, when his motor starts uh, turn, turn, tuning down. Uh, who knows, man, with athletes these days and their conditioning shit, man. Look at LeBron. <laughs> He's still doing it all these 17 years later. Different sport, different contact. Look at Brady. Oh, yeah, look at Brady. Well, different contact, too. <laughs> Shit. No one could touch him or else it's a foul. <laughs> they got a new uh, foul. You can't touch Brady or a new rule this year. No one touches Brady. <laughs> Mario, one more thing I wanted to ask you. Sure. Um, what, kind of, what, what kind of beer styles you like? Because you know, I I know I know what what you you like. Because you and I have hung out and I've exposed you to a lot of. Because I don't know if if our listeners know this, but this is the guy I talk about. This is the guy I bring to all my beer festivals with. He's my photographer. That's why I tell everyone now. <laughs> I don't know if the guild's ever gonna give me a free uh, ticket ever again. But um, yeah, that's, I tell everyone he's my photographer. So what, what kind of beer you like? I love some hazy IPAs, but. You know, my go-to is those uh, bourbon stouts. The bourbon stouts. Yeah, I don't okay. care what season it is. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Oh, yeah. You had that Dragon's Milk over oh, at the yes. Wayward. Oh, yes. I thought you were going to say uh, the Belgian quads, man. Oh, oh, I love <laughs> oh, I love those, too. <laughs> no, I, I remember you took it because uh, he was in a few pictures when you took him to, to the Wild and Woody. Oh, yes. Right, yes. That's, that's like a, just a whole big beer restaurant right there in itself, right? Oh. Yeah, that's a, that's a drunken mess. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he, that was when he first had Sticky Monkey, too. Oh, Firestone don't Walker. about that Sticky Monkey. Yeah, look at that. He just got hard right now. No, yes, I did. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. All right, cool. Um, couple things I wanted to say um, about me personally because I was waiting for this, and uh, I just I, I just wanted to share with the fan a little bit of part of my life that I just passed the um, the ASE exams to nice. become a master uh, certified medium duty heavy duty truck technician. Now, what that means, the ASE is short for the National Institute of Automotive Service Excellence. And they, it, it, check this out. So when you take the test, you go into this testing site and they make you put your phone and all your valuables in a locker and they give you a key and you, you can take that in and then you have to have your ID. Then they ID you and they, they, they have you sign in and then you get led into this room that just a bunch of like, it, it's like, a bunch of tables with uh, partitions in between on either side and there's cameras and all over the room there's like i think there's like 18 stations and there is like you know 10 cameras like everything they they don't want to make sure you don't cheat on nothing because they don't just do the ASE test but they do like for doctor certifications you know um i i kind of peeked at this guy's screen it looked like he was doing a uh, um some type of uh those like uh, cpa type of stuff or or um um personal personal investor you know that you know when you get those certifications they they test you and so i had to go add seven exams to take and i passed all of them and so yeah now i'm a master certified technician i just want to give a cheers hey. to myself for that because um that took it no, hey, here's to you, man. 
it, it, it took a while, man. And and to be honest, I do not work on trucks. Uh, so it's this is all Burke, Burke, book learning. <laughs> and I so I it, it it was I couldn't re, I couldn't rely on my experience. I had to rely just on on book learning. But now that I I had, do have the certification, now I can start working on trucks. And um, yeah, it's just uh, it gives me another aspect, another. Another thing to add to my resume to, to move up because uh, it's time. I've been there 16 years. It's time for me to move up. Hey, congratulations. Man. But anyways, yeah, so um, I just wanted to share that. I didn't want to say anything while I was earning it just because, I, you know, I didn't want to jinx myself. And there was really nothing to tell until now. So um, <laughs> I'm certified for five years. There you go. So I, I don't have to worry about it for five years. Plus, you know, a little little bump in pay actually there is really go. nice too. <laughs> that, that's, what, that, that, that's not why I did it, but... Um, that does come with it. It's funny. I got my bachelor's degree. They're like, eh. I was thinking of uh, that Goodfellas scene. Like, uh, I get my bachelor's degree, and they're like, eh, go get your shine box. <laughs> but I got my bachelor's degree. I don't care. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, and then I got my master's degree, uh, my MBA. They're like, go get your fucking box. <laughs> like, you still got to do what you do. Now that I have a master's certification of, uh, um, from the ASE, they're like, yeah, you still have to get your box, but here's a little, here's here's more pay. <laughs> anyway, so I got that um, under the belt. And one more thing I want to talk about. Um, I know I talked to, uh, a little bit about my daughter, but uh, she started her first ice skating class today. Ooh. All right. And we went over to Peoria, the AZ Ice in Peoria. And I was smart because I, I, I had been there with her before. And <laughs> so I knew to take a fucking sweater, man. Oh, there's oh. people in there taking their their kids to the to ice skating for the first time and they're uh, in shorts and short sleeve and, and like sandals and I'm like these motherfuckers are cold dude I know they're cold because I knew I was cold the first time I went in there <laughs> but I had a, I had my sweater and uh yeah so it was fun man she did very well they taught her how to skate backwards and she rollerblades so she kind of has like the 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 kind of the feel for it yeah. but it's a different animal when you're on the fucking ice man. It's, What's that? People still rollerblade? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, my daughter does. <laughs> Out in Arizona, they do. I know. Everyone seems to move over to uh, it's like a, the hoverboards. Oh, yeah. There's a couple <laughs> of state, skate rinks out here, actually. I take April out there, too, my daughter. Okay. So. Oh, yeah. There's that one skate park yeah. that's not too far from the house, right? Yeah, they have a few. Actually, take you back to the '80s. Everything inside looks. Oh, the like the the, the bounce rock roller skating. Yeah, there you go. You walk <laughs> in there, you think you're in the '80s. Play some Dave Matthews. Oh. Deep deep cuts only. <laughs> <laughs> little uh, little office humor yeah. for everybody. Um, yeah. So Fourth of July, but you know, I'm I, when Mario first got here and we were waiting, I was setting up and everything. Um, my neighbors were shooting off fireworks already, man. I thought we were going to be recording this and there was going to be pops in the background, but it seems like things have died down to, uh, right now. Oh yeah. Has uh, has anyone shot off any fireworks in the neighborhood out there? Were you at uh, Social Chromatic? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like this last month, man. Uh, <laughs> the whole month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Wow. All right. But um, do you have any? Uh, wait, why were you firing them off? Oh yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> waking me up, waking my daughter up. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the worst, man. How, how is she? Is she? Is she a heavy sleeper, light sleeper? Is uh, she? She have no problem falling asleep. She like you, basically. <laughs> she's getting there. She she's really she's uh, sleeping through the night. Yeah. Now that I said that, I, I just drink tonight. <laughs> However, um, no, she uh, you know she, she'll wake up around midnight or so and, and kind of fuss a little bit. However, we could get her back to sleep without a bottle or anything. So um, yeah, she's a uh, she's she's getting there. She's a trooper, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I leave and go to work early. However, she she's. Um, she sleeps till like eight o'clock. She sleeps almost yeah, like twelve 10, hours, eleven hours a day. Yeah, you know that's the one thing about about having my daughter. Is that I didn't realize how long kids sleep. Cause like I I can I usually sleep what like five hours a day, six hours a day, and like so it, it boggled me that 
Like kids like could sleep for like twelve hours. I'm like, God damn, that's the life. No wonder they, they have so much energy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I that, and go back into the math in my head. Like when we were in high school, you know, we go to sleep around ten thirty and wake up like at seven. Like, you know, that's that's almost you know nine hours of sleep. I'm like, how come we were always so tired? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. It's hard to get up to go to school, right? And on the weekends, so we were up like at eight o'clock watching uh, cartoons. <laughs> uh, you know, and one thing I want to say is because uh, I FaceTimed our, our dad, and you were there, and uh, your daughter came to look at the at the screen, and she actually waved, and I thought it was that was like a development I hadn't seen before, and I thought it was fucking. I, I was delighted. Let's, let's put it that way. I was delighted when I saw her wave at the camera. I thought that was so fucking cool. Yeah, dude. She, she still doesn't talk yet. Uh, I'm not tripping about it. Just like. For someone who doesn't talk, she understands everything and reacts to a lot of stuff. Just it, it's interesting. Yeah, like Harpo, Harpo Marks. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. Anything else you'd like to add to this show? No, man. Uh, been a good week. Uh, hopefully, everyone has a had by the time they listen to this a good holiday weekend. Right. And we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> nice. All right, anything else you'd like to add, uh, Mario, before we sign off? Hey, not much. Just thank you for having me on the show. Um, happy Fourth of July weekend, everybody. But, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll have the privilege of coming back. Yeah, we'll and see. thanks for always. Thanks for, if you bring beer, yes, you're yeah, always you know invited back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, for everyone, for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and that is Mario. Yeah. And wait, how do I sign this up? <laughs> Sign it off. Come on, Greg. Oh, um, there we go. And cheers. Until next time.